0: Thank you. They are holding together. Wow. We've got like the yeah. perfect weather.
1: Yeah, I know. This, it's good. Hair's loving it.
0: This is the end of my blow dry season. Like, <laughs> once swim season starts, and then yeah. my hair is all icky from the chlorine. Yeah. And we're live. So, hi, everybody. Hi, uh, welcome guys. Back. <laughs> welcome back to another Trans Tuesday. We have Alexandria Hammond here, who owns my girlfriend's wardrobe. She is our top expert in all things fashion. Alex thank you so much for joining us. Yes thank you I'm excited. Oh my goodness is that your wedding dress behind us? It is. You Do you keep your wedding dress on a mannequin and display in your home?
1: Oh yeah it's in my closet. I also wait let me figure out which way to move here. I also have my shoes, my bag, um, my tiara is also over there somewhere and my bouquet.
0: That's amazing. So you're talking to us right now in your closet.
1: I am. Yes. Yep. And so every day you
0: walk in your closet and you see your wedding dress just on display. Every day. Yep. Every day. Gosh, that's such a magical treat. My closet's not that magical. <laughs> I love
1: that. You can make it that magical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, everybody, let's all do that. Let's like make our closets like that magical of an experience where you walk in and you see something that means that much to you.
1: Yeah, I mean that it had always been like one of my things ever since I was a little girl that once I got married, I was going to get a mannequin and I was going to put my wedding dress on it and it was going to be in my closet. So uh, when Tyler proposed, my first thought was, "Okay, I need do I have a mannequin in the store that I'm not using? Um, You know, so this mannequin had just kind of been sitting in my closet until, you know, we got married and then literally the day after it was on. So I haven't even taken it to get cleaned yet. I, well, it's been a while now. So I doubt that's <laughs> going to happen. But <laughs> it was like, straight from my body um, to my closet floor for a couple hours overnight. And then right up onto the mannequin.
0: That's amazing. Oh, oh. I love that. Mine's just like, you know, sitting in my like spare bedroom closet, like in yeah. plastic. It's awful.
1: Oh, that's okay. As I mean, you have it, you know, some people don't keep theirs and that's okay too. You know, but for me, it was... Um, you know, ever since I was little, it was just, this is what I was going to do when I got married. Um, and so I did it.
0: Do you remember, did you ever watch on TLC, the show clean sweep? Like um, that guy would go and he would just like wipe out like somebody's house, anything they didn't honor or treasure and have on display. He made them yard sale.
1: Yes. I feel like I like saw a couple episodes of that.
0: Yeah. That was like one of my shows, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago when it was on wow, that feels dated, <laughs> we're gonna say like 10. Um, But yeah, he, I actually, there was an episode where he made a woman get rid of her wedding dress and it was like so heartbreaking. And it was such a debate in our household over, like, should he have done that? But like, it was the type of show where they had a very specific budget and they could only afford so much. And he was like, it's in a box. You're never gonna wear it again. You gotta get, like, you you do not have the budget to have it um, archived. And I remember my mother saying, no woman should ever be forced to get rid
1: of her wedding dress. I agree, that needs to be your decision.
0: Like
1: 100%, 100%. But
0: but you know, I always, what I loved about that show um, is his concept of if you're not honoring it, if you're not enjoying it, then why have it? And like, we have stuff like that. Like I have like my old letterman jacket from high school. Like we have so many special things that we keep hung in the closet that we don't really know how to display. I love what you did there. Now I want to like have a big walk-in closet um, and do something like that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. But we've got Desiree here. Hi, Desiree. Hi. Hope you're doing well. Well, um, Alex, we're so excited to have you join us this week. So our podcast this week is going to be spring trends, kind of going into summer because we were kind of behind on, and that was just the craziness of COVID-19. I know. We were supposed to do like our spring trend podcast back in like. Early March. Yeah. 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 Um, So it's going to be kind of like a spring, summer, like what's in the shop. And you have all new stuff in your shop because you're opening this Friday.
1: I am. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. Um, Today was a little bit crazy. Um, I'm definitely I mean, I knew like there was going to be a million things that I had to do, but today was definitely a little overwhelming. I have, you know, drop offs coming in um, just so much happening you know and so much to get ready for and my mind is running a million miles a minute right now but um you know i'm i'm excited i'm really excited i know we're prepared it's just a matter of you know okay how much new stuff can i get out what new stuff do i want to prioritize and i was talking with another store owner today and she was saying you know a lot of stores right now aren't going to have a ton of summer items um you know with the buying and how that works they would have gotten all of their summer items in right as we were shutting down
0: now do you mean a regular store because i want yeah. to clarify. yeah for anybody who anybody who's like a fan of my feminine heart they know who you are right um but if you're listening to this for the first time so Alexandria owns a very high-end consignment boutique mm-hmm. of women's clothing and accessories. So when I say high-end, I mean you're going to walk in and you're going to see Louis Vuitton, you're going to see Michael Kors, um, you know, and stuff in excellent condition. Like my first, my first Coach purse was with you, you know. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's really special stuff. In fact, everything that I'm wearing, everything, including the nice shirt that you see, the undershirt. And the really nice athletic leggings that I've worn all day—that's not on camera. <laughs> like they're all—I <laughs> am in love with your store. And so, um, you like when I see your your wedding dress behind you. I had um, uh, when I got married. I can't fit in my wedding dress anymore because I lost weight from then. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the reasons I discovered your store is because I I lost enough weight that I couldn't fit into any of my clothes and. Yeah want to go start buying new clothes if my body was still transitioning like I was like am I gonna lose more am I gonna stay stagnant am I gonna go through a pandemic and gain it all back so it's your store has like really saved me with that fluctuation so for anyone who's watching for the first time seeing out meeting Alexandria for the first time her shop is a consignment boutique it's in York PA Mm -hmm. you um You're all over our website, My Feminine Heart. So if you go to myfeminineheart.com, you'll find the links to her store. And you've been doing live sales almost every day through the the quarantine. Yes. And then, but now, and you couldn't take consignments
1: during the quarantine. So you were
0: just going through your stock, right?
1: Yeah. So for, so today was nine weeks that my storefront has been closed to the public. Um, So, and for the first, like, I would say five weeks, you know, I didn't take anything um, because I couldn't have people coming to the store. And so it got to the point where I was kind of getting frustrated. I knew that I, you know, part of that was the lack of getting new pieces in. I went from getting item, new items in every day, you know, getting 300 new pieces in a week to nothing. So um, I started reaching out to some of my consigners at first, started taking in a few pieces, but I was having to go to their house, have them sit it outside on the porch put it in the trunk of my car, leave it sit there for 24 hours, and then, you know, bring it into the store and do all that. So once I kind of got that process into place and started even selling more of the new stuff, um, you know, but I started to do more of those pickups. But really just starting last week, I was able to um, speak with Mayor Helfrich and he made me realize that I could still be having drop-offs at the store because they're considered deliveries. So we opened up appointments for last week and then this week, and they booked up in 45 minutes.
0: That's amazing.
1: Which is crazy. Um, I've had nine appointments, nine drop-offs between today and yesterday already. So we have so much new stuff coming in. Um, You know, and typically with consignment, I have to start taking the season a little bit earlier than, you know, normal retail stores kind of start to get stuff. So for me, like our summer consignment was supposed to start April 1st. So those, you know, regular retail stores usually start getting in their spring and summer merchandise, like mid-March, sometimes early March, depending on the store. So, I mean, everybody kind of shut down right when all of those shipments were supposed to be coming in. So when I was talking with a store owner today, she was saying, you know, a lot of stores aren't going to necessarily have a ton of summer items because they couldn't get those shipments. You know, nobody was allowed to go into those stores to get them. So... I'm really excited. I have shorts. If anybody needs shorts, um, I'm working on getting them out, but it's definitely going to be interesting seeing all the stores reopening in our area on Friday and see what their inventory has, has, you know, looked like and been, you know, while it's been shut up. So, you know, in these stores, so it'll be cur- I'll, It'll be interesting to see for sure.
0: It's are you going to continue
1: with your live sales? So I can't do them at noon, Um, We were doing four live sales at noon on Facebook and Instagram at the same time. Um, I'm not going to be able to do those once we reopen just because they take up so much room. Um, I know you've been in the store. So, you know, from the just arrived rack to the pink chair and then Mm -hmm. all the way up to the white double doors, like it takes up that much space.
0: Well, and I've, you know, I've, I've watched, I've shopped during your live sales. They're, they're really fun, by the way. They were like such a pick me up during this time that we've been locked down. Um, But yeah, you have like double racks of clothing. And then I think I have a feeling you have like two cameras, one Mm -hmm. like Facebook live, one Instagram live, and you monitor comments on a computer, like while you're showing stuff. Like, I mean, you have, it's like a full studio setup. It does. It seems like it's your whole store.
1: Yeah, it takes up, um, I would say 25% of the front room. So obviously, I can't do those when we're open because we're also going to be restricted with how many customers we're allowed to have in the store at a time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, you know, just kind of take a week or so, get my feet back under me with every, you know, with being able to reopen all of the new policies and things we have to put into place. I mean, we've always cleaned, but now it's, you know, we have to wipe down the counter in between every single customer. And uh, we're going to be cleaning all of our high contact surface areas, you know, every hour and all of that stuff. So just kind of getting back into a normal routine and then add on this extra cleaning. You know, I'm going to kind of give us a little bit of time to adjust and then try and figure out a game plan. But I will still be doing like our group lives at 930 and on Wednesdays. And then at 945 on Facebook, I'll still be doing the favorites Friday. So you know, I mean, I was doing those before the quarantine. So those will continue after it's just the noon live sales are going to change to a different day. I'll probably do one or two a week and it'll be a different time.
0: Very cool. Now I remember, um, reading in some of the emails where you talked about like your cleaning policies, you're going above and beyond what the CDC requires, or you had talked about
1: doing that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the CDC, um, they don't really have a time frame or really how often they want you to clean areas like doorknobs. Um, their recommendation is at least once a day. So I'm like, mm, I feel like that needs to be a little bit more. So that's why we're doing the once an hour. We're also going to leave our two of our doors propped open. One um, is at the back, which is going to be an exit only, and it doesn't technically latch. So people can actually just push it open with their elbow, their butt, their foot, you know, another bag, whatever. And then our other front door, because, you know, we have two doors at the front and two doors at the back. Mm -hmm. One of the front doors is already propped open. The other one, we're just going to make it so it doesn't shut the whole way. So people can also, you know, kick it open with their foot, do whatever. Um, You know, we're just trying to reduce things that people have to touch. Um, as much as we can just so people feel more comfortable but there's a lot that people have to do to reopen on friday in our area and reopen safely yeah
0: have you been in touch with some of the other shop owners like do they feel ready to go do you think everyone really will be reopening
1: so um i have been in touch with a lot of them we actually have a post started over on our market district york facebook page and so i've been sharing i've been tagging um Businesses in that post, and also I've been updating it all day today as they got in contact with me. So there are quite a few of the shops opening downtown on Friday and Saturday, and then we're also starting to see a lot of our restaurants um, either reopen for takeout um, or um, you know expand their takeout menus, curbside pickup, all of that good stuff. So we're starting to see a lot more people open, but we also have some businesses that just, they're not quite comfortable yet, or they don't have everything in place that they need to reopen, but they'll be reopening soon.
0: Yeah. It must be so hard. I mean, I still can't find Lysol wipes. Thank goodness. We still have some that we just had like in our cover. Like, I don't know how businesses are finding all the cleaning materials that they need to open up.
1: Yeah. So I have always been the type of person, like I always bought those Clorox wipes, like every time I went to Sam's. Mm -hmm. So I have, um, you know, I have a bunch in the store and I have some at home. I have a whole like four or six back at home that I haven't even opened, but those like are impossible to find. So um, what I'm going to end up doing once I run out of those, if I can't find them, I'm just going to use like a diluted bleach, you know, mixture and just kind of wipe things down, um, you know, and normal spray cleaner is also something we're going to be using. But I mean, hand sanitizer Trying to find hand sanitizer that is not 40 or $50 a gallon mm-hmm. is crazy. I mean, I used to be able to go to the dollar store whenever and buy a 16-ounce bottle for a dollar. You know, I mean, you and I haven't gone to the dollar store recently, you know, because I've been doing the whole stay-at-home, you know, whatever.
0: You're shopping, yeah.
1: Right. Um But, I mean, just trying to find it is crazy. I did find hand sanitizer, though. I have about, you know, nine liters of it. Um, It doesn't smell the greatest, but I do have that for my customers to use as well. So, but, yeah, Clorox wipes, have not seen those at all. Yeah. Now, you've been selling some new stuff,
0: too. Like, I saw you have face masks, and you, like, instantly sold out of those, right? Like, you had cute ones, like leopard print and...
1: Yeah, so I sold out of those, but I did reorder. Um, My supplier was supposed to be restocked with the tie-dye today. So I'm hoping she ships my order tomorrow or Thursday. So um, I'll be restocked, you know, but I'm expecting to sell out of them as well because that is something in Pennsylvania, you know, our governor is asking us to require customers to wear them in our stores. You know, obviously, if you have a medical condition, you know, and you can't wear one, I don't want anybody to wear one and have, you know, issues with their medical condition that they do have, Um, you know, but I have to have our employees wear them as well. So it's, you know, that's definitely something that people need. I'm not excited that I'm selling them necessarily, Um, you know, but it is a need that people have. And I figured if I can find cute ones, and I can at least have people with cute masks out there, then it's worth it, you know.
0: Yeah, and don't think I didn't hear you say tie dye. You still have not won me over. I'm seeing more people wear tie dye, and it's a little trendier than it was in the '90s. But when we did our seminar in March mm-hmm. on, um, at, like, through Facebook Live, I, you said, you know, tie dye is coming back. Tie dye is yep. a spring trend, and I was like, no way. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I hate tie dye. But now I'm actually seeing people wear it. And I'm like, well, okay, well, that one's like a little cute. But yeah,
1: yeah, the tie dye masks that I had in were actually really, really cute. I grabbed one for myself. Um, you know, but our tie dye pieces have been selling really, really well. They're probably the best selling spring trend, um, that I have in the store right now. That's
0: wild. Okay. So hit me with a couple other, I know on, on Friday's podcast, we're hitting a lot of spring trends and I'm so excited because you're going to be in your store yes. for the Friday podcast. So we'll actually see real clothes mm-hmm. that and like purses and accessories that you have ready to sell. Um, so for everybody who's watching, like we are waiting until the last minute to do that podcast so mm-hmm. that Um, the things that you're seeing in the podcast, you'll actually be able to buy if you want to buy them online. So what are some of the things that we're going to see for Friday?
1: So um, the highlighter colors, like those bright neon purples and greens, you know, that highlighter, yellow, highlighter, orange, highlighter, pink. Those are also really big. They've also been selling really well. Um, I think neon is obviously um, one of those trends that I think comes up every spring and summer, just always seems to keep coming back. Floral again, you know, always a big spring, summer trend, but also uh, crochet detail. So I've had a lot of crochet detail pieces come in um, that are really pretty, you know, not, they literally, I think Vogue had an article and they said, you know, it's not your grandma's crochet.
0: I almost wore, I have a crochet piece from you. I haven't worn yet that I had. Yeah. Not yeah I almost
1: wore that tonight. And I'm like, yeah.
0: no, I'm like, I'm not really feeling it yet, but it is, it is a bright pink crocheted piece. I'm straight yep. up following your spring trend.
1: Yep, see, I just gotta get you into some tie-dye.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, as you're saying, floral is back too. Um, I literally had that Double Wears product quote where she's like, yes. flowers for spring. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, so what else do you have coming into the store right now? Like I saw, I saw a Burberry wrap.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, hey, Chris. Um, so I had that, um, Burberry poncho come in this morning that sold in 11 minutes. And uh, yeah, we had a Burberry bag that was just gorgeous. It was very tempting that sold this morning as well in nine minutes. Um, I've had some Yeezy sneakers come in. We have a lot of like Ann Taylor, a lot of loft. I'm trying to think, uh, BB Dakota. Oh my gosh. There's been so much stuff dropped off. Uh, we have Balenciaga, we have Givenchy, we have Fendi um wow. I'm trying to think oh I had now, do you have headphones.
0: new consigners, or are yeah. these consign- yeah i was wondering if people would really be like for the first time with being locked down going through closets like they never had before and doing a clean out
1: yes oh my gosh oh chris i miss you too oh uh, well love you too i'm sorry i thought you said you missed me i know i can't wait either i'm so excited to put that open flag out and i can actually wave to you from my window and you can we can send people to shop with each other again. So excited.
0: So um, who we're talking to right now is Chris Clark, who owns the Sunrise Soap Company, downtown New York. Huge fan, I've like Chris, I don't know if you've seen, I've actually talked about your soaps in some of the podcasts and lotions. I've been buying your stuff since you were first opened in the tiny, tiny shop that was a little closer to my girlfriend's wardrobe. So um, big fans, If like I will put a link to her store in this comment, but she's yeah. fantastic. Oh organic homemade like soaps and lotions just amazing stuff for your skin if you are getting really dry from sanitizing and washing your hands all the time like you want her soaps in fact doesn't she have custom soaps for your store or scents for your store
1: well we actually did a collaboration with chris over at sunrise um it was a competition between my mom and i and Mm -hmm. um well not this past holiday but the holiday before i think we did custom bath scents or bath bombs so my mom had her scent. I had my scent. Um, and it was a little contest to see whose scent sold out first. I won. Just <laughs> and what were the okay. two scents that you did? I won. I won. Um, so, yeah, we did that at one point. But I also use all of Chris's stuff, too. I use her soaps. I use her chapsticks. I wish I had one uh, within reach right now. But lotions, I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually developed, like, this weird, I used to use bath and body work stuff for most of my life. And when we bought our house probably about three years ago, um, a year into buying our house, my skin started to really break out. So I switched to um, a non-scented like body wash. And my skin was still so dry and itchy. And I switched to Chris's stuff. And I can literally go in there and buy whatever I want from her soap and her lotion. And I don't have to worry about a thing. So um, I love Chris. And you should all go buy her stuff because you will love it. And she should. You can shop with her online and I'm also very proud of her because she has also been doing live videos, which is not something she typically has been, has ever done during the quarantine. So she really branched out and did Instagram live and Facebook live too.
0: You go girl, I haven't even done an Instagram live yet. That is awesome. I will tell you that between the two of us, I think the biggest fan of her store is probably my husband because she knows all the scents that I like. And whenever a holiday comes around and he's like, I don't know what to do, he literally calls her and is like, I just need like a basket for Cass. Um, But what she does do that we really love is she will take your old containers, like she'll take old recycle containers or like, like a lotion containers shampoo containers and she'll put her product in your bottle it doesn't matter what labels on it um so yeah that's just i love downtown new york i love our stores and both these ladies by the way if you are like a dog mom like i am um, Chris and Alex—they both let Spencer in their store. Well, hopefully they can continue to do that after with all the crazy guidelines going on. But
1: in the you past, know, my occupancy only says about humans. It does not say I can't have—I'm not allowed to have animals. Yeah. I can have twelve and a half people, but it says nothing about dogs. So 12 and a half. Twelve and a half. Twelve adults and a baby. Twelve adults and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> a <laughs> That's awesome! Oh my goodness! Well, I
0: am so excited for you to open back up. Um, okay. So, what it will be the first Friday? What are we? Two weeks away? One week away from first Friday?
1: Yeah. Let me see. I have my phone here. Let me look. I, sure <laughs> I have my little dog. My little guy's on my case. So, my okay. only rule: if you bring your dog in, is I have to pet pet it. Yes, this is my rule. So, let it looks look. like your
0: let first you Friday is going to be June fifth. That is going to be an exciting one. That's going to give everybody downtown like two weeks to get ready for the big first Friday.
1: So um, I am working with the other businesses right now to see, you know, who's going to be open, who's going to have a special whatever um, they want to do. So there are some of us that are planning to keep our normal first Friday hours. Um, I'm pretty sure Chris is one of those people. So first Friday will be open 10 to nine. We're also discussing the idea of, you know, doing something like an all day. Obviously we can't close the street, you know, we can't encourage large groups of people to come down. Um, I'm hoping our restaurants will be able to open for dine-in by then, or, you know, at least be able to do some sort of outdoor dining, something, mm-hmm. um, to really help our restaurants out. But um, First Friday is still gonna happen in some capacity, especially with those of us that are opening.
0: Well, I don't know if you saw in the news. I just saw it this morning. You know, I'm out on the east end towards the river. So I'm in the Hellam area. And in Wrightsville, um, for those who are are local, we have a big restaurant on the river. And they're famous because um, they had a big lawn where you could go dine at their restaurant. And then you could, yeah, you could play cornhole on their lawn. You Mm -hmm. could sit and look at the river. And since you can't dine in, um, people have like they they were wanting to do takeout but sit on the lawn Mm -hmm. so the state came in and shut the lawn down so they took picnic tables and put them on the public road which is still kind of like it's between their restaurant and their parking lot but it's a road that takes you to the dock so that people could say all right well let us let us sit here so i don't know if you saw in the news this morning um i haven't verified this but it was in the paper uh wrightsville borough is um, opening up their open beverage container policy so that you That's can, great. yeah, you can drink alcohol on borough land, which technically is that road beside the restaurant that goes down to the dock in the water. So restaurants can start to sell alcohol, and somebody can take the alcohol because they can't drink it in the restaurant and mm-hmm. drink it in like a public park. Right. Right. So maybe hopefully York City will do that and then Holy Hound can sell alcohol or like the other restaurants down there. And if you can't drink it in the restaurant, you can sit on the curb and have something to drink.
1: That would be fantastic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So Mayor Helper, we're sending this like suggestion to you. It's like there's no laws anymore.
1: We're just, you know. It's funny you bring that up because this morning I actually posted an article about how... The key to, one of the keys to helping these small businesses survive was to close the roads, you know, and actually allow restaurants to use them for outdoor seating so that they can, you know, reopen in some capacity and do the social distancing and all of that. Um, I know there's a weird thing with the Liquor Control Board. Like I know I'm when White Rose like does their parties, like their parking lot parties, I'm almost positive they have to get permission from the control board to like expand their permit to cover that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like uh, when Crystal Ball was down on South Beaver Street, I know they had to get like a special permit and stuff like that and they have to like rope an area off. But I'm sure, I mean, it, I'm sure something could be figured out. So it would definitely be great, you know, if Mayor Helfrich could figure out a way to help our downtown New York restaurants open in some capacity, you know, that's super safe. Um, I think outdoor dining is, you know, a good solution and a good compromise to that. Um, You know, just coming from my perspective, but I don't know what all the logistics and stuff like that would actually entail, but it would be really, really great to see that.
0: Yeah. And for people who are not from New York, we have like a really small, quaint, beautiful little city. And like, we have just like a few shops that like the main restaurants and stuff are on. So the shop that chris's soap store is on and that my girlfriend's wardrobe is on is called beaver street mm-hmm. and a lot of the cute little boutiques are on there and that street gets shut down all the time
1: oh yeah for, for fridays i mean they they were doing the water main project so you know for the last three months it's been closed in some capacity um you know i mean they're almost done that now which are they're done but they just need to repave which is fantastic news you know but um they're going to have to close the street again to kind of, you know, finish up the work that they need to finish. So um, it would be great to just see that closed, even if it was, you know, Saturdays, Friday nights, you know, Mm -hmm. something to close it to vehicle traffic and let White Rose and Holy Hound and Isan, you know, and Mudhook come down the alley and, you know, all of those guys set up tables and have some sort of open dining option. You know, I mean that it would be great. Yeah, and it like wouldn't really be the first call. time. You yeah. Know, they right. do
0: big feasts on that street where they do yes. like tables all lined up yeah. and like people come down and they dine in. So it's not like unusual for that to happen. That's for right. sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be really cool that. if we could do that drinking.
1: Yeah. It would yeah. and you know I'm glad you brought that up. I can't um uh, that event. I know exactly what event you're talking about. Chris would know too. Um farm to yeah. table. Yes, farm the to farm to table. table dinner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it would definitely be great if our restaurants could replicate something like that, you know, and obviously still be able to follow all the CDC guidelines and um, all of that stuff. But I know for the restaurants, you know, the biggest thing, especially if they serve alcohol, is the threat to their liquor license. Yeah. That if they open for dine in, um, you know, the governor has threatened to with you know pull their liquor license and not only are they incredibly hard to get from my understanding Mm
0: -hmm. but they're also
1: over five hundred thousand dollars
0: yeah they're very
1: expensive yes so it's um it's a it's a big big thing to potentially lose and be and be threatened with
0: Yeah, and in my neighborhood, we're we're a little behind the times. I've had some friends that have done this right from the beginning, where they have done big takeouts to their neighborhoods and food trucks to their neighborhoods. Tonight was just our second, we're now calling it Takeout Tuesday, thanks to my neighbor, Adrienne, um, where we're trying to band together as neighbors and support one restaurant a week by everybody ordering from them. And that's kind of the fear is some of the restaurant owners that I'm talking to who don't have a liquor license Um, or who do have a liquor license, they're worried they're going to lose their takeout business. If the restaurants that don't have a liquor license just open because they think they've got nothing to lose from the state board. So, yeah, I mean, this is, and it's just kind of dividing us all up. So,
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, I mean, all the business owners that I've spoken with, nobody wants to reopen in a way that would be harmful, you know, to anybody for any reason. Yeah. Um, You know, but I also believe that, you know, with the business owners, with the restaurants, you know, they especially restaurants and like hair salons and, you know, all of those people, they have received education on how to properly clean, you know, their stations, their their tools that they use to prepare food to cut your hair. So it's kind of crazy to me. You know that these people who have gone to school, who have taken classes, who are served safe um, can't open, you know, yeah. or at least be operate allowed to operate in a way that can still follow CDC guidelines. I feel like um, we're really missing an opportunity here that where we can compromise with these business owners who have worked so hard to build these businesses and build their clientele and make those connections with their customers. I feel like we're really missing an opportunity here where they can still open and open safely. Um, you know, and the public is still safe. Yeah. There's got to be a way to compromise. There has to be. There always is. I totally agree. I totally agree. And so this
0: is just another reminder. You know, it's hard to remember these things when we've been going through it so long, like you were closed for nine weeks. So in the beginning, a lot of us were like, hey, order from your restaurants, buy gift cards, support your local businesses. Now, this is just... I mean, I say this stuff all the time. One of my biggest values is supporting local small businesses because I own one and you know my friends own them. Yeah. Um, if you bought a gift card to support a local business, this is not the time to use it. Like yeah. I'll tell you, like Chris's soap store, Sunrise Soap, one of my favorite soap companies, I am sitting on um, a gift card right now. She's probably not going to see that for me for like a year. Um, Like, you know, so if you bought gift cards to support service providers and restaurants and stores, please, like just as they're opening is not the time to do it. I have a friend and I won't say who this friend is, who no one here who did a live sale for her business. And it was the first live sale she did um, from behind closed doors. And literally um, she had stuff marked off like 30, 40 percent. Somebody called in and used a gift card. And I just was like. Are you kidding me? Like that? Like you're not getting it? Like this is not like my opportunity to get something like cheap and for free. This is like your one chance to save a local business. So, you know, it's the fight is not over, guys, for sure. So be sure to come out on Friday if you're not, you know, too worried because Alex is doing a beautiful job keeping her store open. We're so excited for you and to see all the new clothes and bags and shoes.
1: Yes, I. I can't wait. And one thing too, that I want to point out that I think a lot of people forget, um, especially with my business is, you know, being consignment, you know, when you're buying items for me, you're not just helping my business, but you're also providing an income stream to my consigners. you know, because I pay every, you know, every time a shirt sells, my consigner receives a portion of that sale. So, you know, one of the, one of my driving forces, what with, you know, doing these live sales and doing them so much, was, you know, I wanted to pay my bills, I wanted to pay myself and my employees. But I also wanted to make sure that my consigners had some sort of money coming in, you know, whether they were, you know, unemployed, or they were still working, you know, if I could, if they could sell stuff and get an extra 50 bucks, and you know, that was takeout from a restaurant, you know, for that that week, like, you know, I wanted to just give as much as I could to them. And so of course, the way to do that was for me to sell. Yeah. So, all of my all of my customers who supported me throughout the last nine and a half weeks, they didn't just support me, but they also supported you know all of my consigners that consign with me that have items for sale, um, you know. And I had a lot of customers who, you know, didn't necessarily they weren't able to buy anything, but they still jumped on and they you know, sent encouraging messages and they shared all of, all of my posts and they tagged their friends. And, you know, that's a really great way that doesn't cost you anything, you know, to hit the share button on Facebook and stuff like that. That is still a good way to support businesses right now. Yeah. I mean, really,
0: if there's nothing else you can do, do a Google review, do a Yelp review, share a post. It's all those little things like, yeah, if you just did one a day for one of your fave businesses, that helps. Yeah. So Chris is saying White Rose, which is one of our local restaurants, is having weekend picnic specials for Memorial Day. Support the White Rose this weekend. Yeah. And I keep
1: forgetting- Yes, also the Handsome Cab. The Handsome Cab is also doing uh, Memorial Day. I think they're calling them like um, picnic something. Um, I forget. I posted their graphic on the market district, but Handsome Cab is also doing um, like whole, like ready to go meals for Memorial Day as well. So. Um, definitely check out the Market District's Facebook page. I have all the businesses tagged, Um, you know, go to their page, read all their like, you know, requirements. Some of them have special URLs to order from. Um, But, you know, I feel like they're doing a really great job at telling people how to order from them and how they can support them too.
0: You and Chris have unique businesses for downtown where you're two of the few businesses that are
1: open seven days a week. Are you going to be open on Memorial Day weekend? Heck yeah, I'm going to be open on Memorial Day. Yes. So um, with me, you know, before COVID, my store was really only closed seven days a year, maybe eight, depending on how many snow days. Um, Mm -hmm. And this year it was going to be even less because I made the decision last year that I wanted to uh, try to be open on Memorial Day and Labor Day and July 4th and everything like that. Um, I got a lot of feedback from customers and I talked to my employees, and, you know, they were all willing to work. Obviously, one person wasn't going to be working all the holidays. Um, you know, I was going to let them kind of pick and go from there. So I was really excited because this year, you know, we were going to be open more, you know, we were going to be closed Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter, you know, whatever. Um, and now I've been closed for nine weeks and this is the longest my business has ever been closed since I've opened. But yeah, I'm going back to normal hours starting Friday. You know, I figured it would be way too confusing to shorten my hours and then advertise my shortened hours and then go back to normal hours and advertise my normal hours so we're just jumping right back in 10 to 7 on saturday and open seven days a week
0: that's awesome well we're so excited for you alex thank you so much for joining us today um chris desiree everyone for your comments thank you so much for participating um so you know again Alex is going to be opening the store my girlfriend's wardrobe on Friday and you're going to take a week or two off from the from the live sales yep. but you still sell online every, day, every through, day through your Instagram through your Facebook. I've never seen anybody as responsive as she is. Like you can contact her through Facebook Messenger, through Instagram message, like text, email and she responds so fast like if there is something that you want it really is a first come first serve like you don't like there's items when i'm like hey i really want this and you're like yeah somebody just grabbed it five minutes ago like it is and you said you had stuff coming in like today that was sold in 11 minutes that was sold in like eight minutes yeah it's amazing so um if you are a patron of my feminine heart uh remember that you get a 10 percent discount on any regular priced item that you buy online. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of you who have been fans, who have seen Alex in our podcasts, who have been part of the seminars that we've done with her, that are excited to finally go into the store, we will see you on Friday. I'm going to try to stop in too, but I don't want to be somebody who adds congestion to the store, so. Oh my gosh, come oh yeah. so in, come in. Yeah, yeah. Spencer's yeah. dying for a road trip, so we will try to like pop on yes, by. Yeah, come in, him in. Yes. Alex, thank you so much. So I always love to end um, one of the Trans Tuesday podcasts with a positive quote kind of themed around what we're doing and in honor of you and your love of clothes and fashion and especially high-end fashion. I found this one that I thought was perfect and it is um, from Coco Chanel. Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know if there's any other way to be yourself than in tie-dye highlighter clothing of the <laughs> spring trends that we're seeing that I'm still not sold on. So I'm excited to see what you've got going on in the store. So good night, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Love you, Alex. Thank you so much for joining yes, us. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And excited to see you in person Friday and to have a podcast go live yes. from in your store with all your goods. And thank you so much. For sharing your closet with us i'm so blown away that we spent this podcast sitting in front of your wedding dress
1: yeah i this was probably the quietest place in my house <laughs>
0: yeah i love it
1: <laughs> yeah it's very and
0: like sex in the city like just hanging out in the closet Yep. all right well good night everybody have a good one and we'll talk Bye to guys. you
1: soon.